We would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging that the land on which we record is the occupied, traditional, and unceded territory of the Stalo First Nation. We can't forget this number. You know, a number feels impersonal, but if we think about a number in terms of that it represents children whose future was stolen, mothers whose babies were taken, and you just start making it personal for each one, it becomes this number with this incredible impact. And I just thought we can't forget this number. Welcome to the Ending Poverty Together podcast. I'm Shalane, and we're here to discuss big questions about poverty in bite-sized ways. Brian Dirksen is a guy who likes writing songs, some of which are sung in churches around the world. He loves helping other songwriters write the songs that are uniquely theirs to write, and he is still crazy in love with his wife, Joyce, who he's been married to for 38 years. He's also so very proud of his six adult children, four daughters, and two sons with Fragile X Syndrome. Brian, it's a privilege to have you joining me today. Thank you so much for taking time to be here. Great to be with you. Brian, we begin each one of these conversations by asking, would you please finish the sentence, poverty is complex because... Poverty is complex because people are complex (laughs) and trauma Mm. is very real in -hmm. those people. And and as a result, there's just so many layers to Mm. poverty. Mm -hmm. Yes, it always involves people and we as people are very complex. And one of the things that I'm hoping we can talk about today is a very complex issue, and it's connected to uh, a song you wrote um, in response to the discovery of the 215 children's remains in Kamloops, and you wrote a song called 215. So I'd love to, if we could spend the majority of our time today unpacking that experience a bit, and if you would be willing to share the background and how the song came to be. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, it's a very um, just profound, uh, I think, moment in the history of our nation, Um what was happening at that point when the discovery was made is so happened that my wife and one of our daughters was away in Edmonton for some clinical trials for um, the fragile X condition that our family lives with. And so I was home alone looking after our, our youngest uh, special needs son who, who's become a young adult now. But I, I have such vivid memories of hearing the news and it started off feeling like just, I don't know, like a gut punch, like, mm. like something. It was so, I felt something so deep in my soul 
in my body. I mm -hmm. struggled to sleep. And I was thinking to, you know, um, as a person of faith who has, you know, uh, some visibility, albeit mm -hmm. moderate, uh, I thought, hmm, how do we respond to news like this, especially given the connection often with these residential schools to religious institutions mm -hmm. and in 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 essence you kind of think that the very essence of good religion is to help people um to um support people mm -hmm. in their um, human and spiritual and relational journeys. Mm -hmm. And here we have a situation where not just that hasn't been done, but the extreme opposite has been done. Mm -hmm. And I'm a person of faith, a leader, let's say too, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm just mortified. I'm just like, and I'm, so for several days, I'm just like, I'm just like, going through the motions of life, but kind of like in a daze. And it mm -hmm. feels like, you know, some people are just like, oh, that's terrible. Right. And then next, you know, mm -hmm. but it wasn't next for me. It mm -hmm. was like several days. And about three days after I heard this, about three days into this experience, and I know my experience, of course, is nothing compared to what Indigenous people have gone through and even how, what the, the fresh trauma they would have gone mm -hmm. through even in hearing the news mm -hmm. anyway i w about 5 a.m about three days into this i was wakened with this kind of urgent feeling we can't forget this number right there's something about you know a number feels impersonal mm -hmm. but if we think about a number in terms of that it represents children whose mm -hmm. future was stolen, mothers whose babies were taken, mm -hmm. and you just start making it personal for each one, it mm -hmm. becomes this number with a, this incredible impact. And I just thought, we can't forget this number. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm a songwriter, and I'm also mm -hmm. a songwriting instructor, and I, I tell other people, you know, like, if you want to remember something, sing it. Because mm. when we sing it, Mm -hmm. It goes into the backup hard drive in our brain. And okay. we're designed in such a way with our brain that as we age, and even uh -huh. people who get Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff in their old age, the very yes. last thing to go is the songs that mm -hmm. they know, right? Mm -hmm. the mu it's, the, it's, it's just in that part. I, that's why I call it the backup hard drive mm -hmm. in our brain. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, we need to sing a number. How do you sing a number? And Hmm. And I, as my foot hit the floor coming out of my bed at five in the morning with this thought, there was, there was a melody, 250, and it was like, hmm. and it had this rhythm, boom, 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 mm -hmm. boom, boom, you know, almost like an indigenous drum yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I felt this like tingling, like mm -hmm. sensation all over my body, like, mm -hmm. Like, um, oh, this is this is alive. All of a sudden, all yeah. my senses were awake. And wow. 
I just started singing it. Hmm. And and that's how the song started. Hmm. Wow. When you talk about that, you know, I am not a musician for so for lack of a better word that that inspiration, but it feels even bigger than inspiration because it feels like it it embodied you that this mm-hmm. the urgency and the necessity yeah. of writing this song. So you you sing it, you write it, and then what? So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I work uh, for about 48 hours. I become consumed with mm. singing this number and singing the phrases that, that, that this number brings up for me. You know, mm-hmm. it starts this whole, and the whole song starts getting written. And then about 48 hours in, my son-in-law, Luke, who filmmaker, musician, songwriter himself, we we're standing in the kitchen and I tell him about this experience I'm having, and he, he looks at me and he goes, we need to reach out to an indigenous artist mm-hmm. and get their take on what we should do with this mm-hmm. and also bounce off our expression so that in every way it honors yes. them it includes them. I know it's not their song to write because it's not. It's a protest mm-hmm. and a lament mm-hmm. against, in a sense, against my nation and my the the people of faith to which I belong, both mm-hmm. as a Canadian Christian. It's saying there is this thing in our past that is re-traumatizing. Mm-hmm the indigenous among us and we need to deal with it. And Mm -hmm. so, but it was very wise of Luke, you know, so I, I reached out to uh, an artist that I had met once before and I respected her name is Cheryl bear. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know this is a very difficult time for you with what's going on. This is what's happened to me. Would you be willing to look at this Mm -hmm. and see you know, if this would be, if this would help at all. Mm-hmm. And she graciously agreed. And even though it came at great cost for her, and she yeah. listened to it. And then she started, could I, could I say anything about any, like, are you open to input? And I said, oh, Hmm. I said, I'm more than open to input. If you would like to co-write with me, okay. I'm not asking you to, lead it because that's my call to do but if you uh-huh. and there was a couple of phrases that I was using that caused some reaction in her so then I thought okay let's rework those phrases so mm-hmm. then she helped me talk I I wrote the all the music and mm-hmm. I wrote most of the lyrics but there were a few phrases that she helped me reshape okay. in a way that she felt would you know, better serve the mm-hmm. situation that we were in the middle. So, so that was the next step, and mm-hmm. that took, you know, a couple of weeks. But I, I also didn't want to take forever doing this sure. either because I wanted to do something with this while the conversation was still active. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And so then I, I did that. I, 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 I sat at the piano, turned on my phone, very simple mm-hmm. phone camera, and filmed myself. Um, 
singing the song at the piano and posted it online and、mm-hmm. had some pretty strong reactions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Would you like to talk about those strong well, reactions? Well, I mean, do you, do I mean, think I think that's beneficial. <laughs> well, I, I just say that you know how it is that how we. We remember the negative reactions much more、mm-hmm. than we remember the affirming. I mean, there、sure. was a lot of affirming positive, but there were several people、mm-hmm. kind of like, how dare you, kind of like, as a, as a Christian leader, say,、mm. you know, there's a line in the bridge. Well, the bridge starts with this phrase if there's a God in heaven, you've been used again.、Mm-hmm. And that was actually one I had wondered. About that line, a little bit, I'd wondered about do I use the word if Cheryl Bear was like, Oh,、mm-hmm. please use, please say that. That's、mm. that speaks to me so much because of what's happened. You're moving slightly away from certainty to more of this open handed, open hearted question,、mm. but also an acknowledgement well, if there's a God.、Mm-hmm. Well, then we've used that God, right? Right. And then the next line goes to subjugate, assimilate, eradicate、yes. the other. And then here's the line that really offended a few people. You know, we're Christian and Canadian, yet now ashamed of both. We、mm. weep with the indigenous and stand with all who mourn. Well, that was like, you're taking it way too far, Brian. You're saying, you, you know, and I said, but I don't know. All I can say is, you know, and songwriting is, is all about sharing the truth、mm-hmm. from your lived experience.、Mm. And the experience that I lived since I heard that news report over those, those weeks was that's exactly how I felt. I thought, how can I be Canadian, be Christian?、Mm-hmm. And not feel a deep shame、mm-hmm. for the way we have treated these innocent, defenseless children、mm-hmm. in the name of whatever, you know,、uh, right. power of economics, of, well, subjugating, right? Like,、mm-hmm. and assimilating,、mm-hmm. and, you know, the words I use in the song.、Right. So, 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 yeah, so a few people <laughs> were not happy that I said that. But,、mm-hmm. you know, and, and the, here's the other thing. And again, because I'm both a songwriter and a songwriting instructor,、mm-hmm. over the years I've learned and I've studied and I've talked about the need for sometimes songs of protest.、Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about that. Songs of lament.、Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, and the Bible is actually full of examples of just that very thing. Sure. As is culture. Mm hmm. And you can go back to the 1930s, and this song emerges called Strange Fruit, which is about black people being murdered, i.e., lynched and hung on trees. And in that cultural, historical period, a songwriter says, This is. This is horrific, and I'm going to write a protest song about it. And they write、mm-hmm. Strange Fruit. You know, so there's both in culture and in scripture examples for that.、Um, mm-hmm. But I understand that when you do that, it makes some people uncomfortable and、mm-hmm. it's not designed to be a song of comfort. No.、Um, there's a time. 
to mm-hmm. sing a song of comfort. And I Perfect. actually have written many. You've written many, exactly. Faithful One or Everlasting yes. Arms or Stay. Yeah. or And I love singing those songs over mm-hmm. people that are hurting. Mm-hmm. But but this was what <laughs> this is what my lived experience, the truth of what I sensed was happening. Mm-hmm. This is how it came out. Mm-hmm. And you've noted a couple times you have this position, and with that the leadership that you have in the community, really around the world, there is a responsibility to address things. And it also makes you very vulnerable, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, and because songwriting is a vulnerable act, because you're taking either your lived experience or your inner emotions, mm. or you're wrestling with faith, or you're wrestling with your own brokenness, mm-hmm. and you're putting those experiences, those inner thoughts into words and melody that get sing to get sung publicly Mm -hmm. and then people can respond to them and go oh yeah oh don't like that very much oh whatever like you know as soon as something becomes a public almost like a commodity like Mm -hmm. a song Mm -hmm. then people feel that they have the the right to um yeah commentary about it and you know it's it's kind of a strange thing you know i but it is what it is, and I'm I'm there. But I, I don't think of it so much as a I have a position. It's more like I've been a traveling companion, let's mm. say, for people mm-hmm. through song, right? Mm-hmm. So along their journey, along has come one or more of my songs that mm-hmm. have accompanied them on their journey, their faith journey. Mm-hmm. Um, some, you know, it's a grief journey, and they mm-hmm. find songs like Faithful One or whatever helpful. But I, so I think of myself as a companion, but but then as that companion, I think, oh, but this is we're we're all thinking about this. Mm-hmm. We're all impacted. At least I hope we are. Yes. Well, while we're while we continue the journey, here's a song for that journey that helps us say this number matters. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and fifteen is a number matters, mm-hmm. and I, I've I've had. You know, now we're we're some time after that. We've mm-hmm. passed several years already, and I was a not that long ago. I was driving somewhere, and all of a sudden there was a sign. You know, kind of like two hundred and fifteen, don't forget mm-hmm. or something. And I almost just started weeping as I drove mm-hmm. by in the car, and I just and then I just start singing. Right. You know this 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 number and. Yes. So, yeah. so that's, you know, it's, it's just, it's about, for me, it's about being, I guess, uh, well, the point of what I was trying to say there, it's about for me being a traveling companion for people. Mm-hmm. I want to be a faithful traveling companion. Mm-hmm. And that means singing the songs of comfort and singing the songs sometimes of discomfort if mm-hmm. we need to face something. Mm-hmm. So just before I came here to have this conversation with you, I was chatting with a woman who spoke specifically to that. She said, when I was going through my divorce, there were two Brian Dirksen songs that got me through. Mm. And and my kids, one was hurt for her, and then her kids had a, a different one. And so I asked her if she had heard your, you singing 215, and she hadn't. So I pulled it up, 
And she just started to weep right Mm. there on the spot. Mm. And as I looked at that, I thought, this is very different than when I first saw your humble, simple uh, singing and playing at your piano. This has involved a much wider community of artists. Mm. Who is involved and where has this gone Mm. since that first that first take yeah so so then i approached my producer philip and i said you know we've got a little bit of a time sensitive Mm -hmm. song that i feel like needs to be kind of like put out there like a traveling Mm -hmm. companion for people and Mm -hmm. and so we rearranged some schedules and we immediately got to work in the studio and then i I reached out to some of the people in Canada, throughout um, Canada, Christian artists who I know resonate with this issue of Indigenous injustice. Steve Bell, uh, one Mm -hmm. of my heroes, (laughs) Mm. I mean, he has just been... His songs have touched me, but his his example of advocating for those on the margins, including especially the indigenous in the Winnipeg, Manitoba area, has been amazing. And Carolyn Ahrens, and and then a whole bunch of local artists and friends, um, Mm. Marika Seward and um, Carly Rearson, who was living in Calgary, and and anyway, and I I just said, hey. I don't, I'm going to sing this. I've done this simple demo and I'm going to sing it properly in the studio so we can put it on Spotify and Apple Music and these various places. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to sing it alone because Mm -hmm. this is an issue. This is a we, us issue. It is. And they just were so gracious. They all just said, as difficult as this is, even Mm -hmm. to sing this, even to stand behind a microphone and say, we're Christian and Canadian, yet now ashamed of both. We want to do it with you. And they mm-hmm. all said yes. And so we, 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 we took the next step. We recorded it. And then my son-in-law, Luke Vandevert, he, he filmed them all singing mm-hmm. their parts in black and white. And um, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a somber uh, video. It is. It's hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, and there's some, yeah, there's that. I'm glad you think that because Philip and I worked at it from several ways, and and he also included a sample of a loon Mm. on a lake Mm -hmm. um, and some natural sounds Mm -hmm. that speak to the indigenous connection to the natural world, Mm -hmm. but in a way that says, um, in that soundscape, there's grief to be expressed because mm-hmm. we've 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 all lost actually. Mm-hmm. You know, the indigenous have lost the greatest, but we, mm-hmm. as even let's just say we as perpetrators or descendants of perp, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, mm-hmm. we lost our yes. soul, our integrity, our innocence, mm-hmm. our our calling. We mm-hmm. lost our way. Yes. And it's time to recognize that, acknowledge it, and then say to our indigenous sisters and brothers, mm-hmm. how can we how can we walk the good way together? Like how can we learn from this so this doesn't happen again? Mm-hmm. 
I know you have ongoing relationship and friendship with people in the Indigenous community. How has this song been received? Oh, well, I mean, I, I, I know I know there was gratitude for the expression, mm-hmm. for the intention. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who who went for a walk one night uh, on on the on a wharf um, I think it was in Port Moody area by the water there and mm-hmm. as they were walking all of a sudden they heard the sound of me singing 215 and there was an indigenous person standing at the end of the wharf with the phone in their hand listening wow. to me sing 215 and then they just slowly backed away you know mm. like i don't want to disturb them mm-hmm. but there was a person that actually knew me personally and they sent mm-hmm. me this text crazy you know i'm mm-hmm. so glad you did the song as hard as it was and this is my experience this just happened you know right. so we've had we've had a few we had an uh, you know an indigenous uh, Vancouver-based artist uh, reach out. We had a we had a he came to our house. He, we had coffee together. We we talked about life, and that happened because he felt safe hmm. because mm-hmm. he heard this. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know beyond that. I just think we have to keep on finding ways to, yeah. you know. Um, learn, walk together to and to let them lead as to what some of the future will look like. It, it I don't think it's up to us to dictate mm-hmm. almost like how to do it differently. I think it's up to us to listen. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my actually, I, I, Steve Bell and I had a very a couple of very uh, in-depth conversations just before we recorded it because I said that's my only hesitation is the posture I want to give at this point in time as a after in the aftermath of this discovery mm-hmm. is I want to be a listener, mm-hmm. not primarily a speaker. Right. But I still felt like with that spirit, I still think we need to express our sorrow, our protest, and mm-hmm. our lament. Mm-hmm. And then... Once we've done that, then we step back and we listen. And so I'm, you know, I think we're we're in that stage. And I'm, and I feel like, um, you know, we're 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 making progress. I know my daughter, mm-hmm. one of my daughters, who is, you know, studying part time at Regent on the- theology. She mm-hmm. has just recently done a trip to Winnipeg with the with the Nates with the North American um, Indigenous. Um, theological group, and she's very much leaning into um, indigenous uh, spirituality and dialoguing mm. with them, and and that makes me really happy because mm-hmm. I, I I feel like only good comes from those conversations, mm-hmm. and good comes from those conversations, like you said, when we have the humility to stop talking. And we have the humility and the posture of listening. Yeah. 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 That's right. So what encouragement? I know one of the passions you have right now is education and training and helping um, other songwriters to create, to write what is uniquely theirs to write. 
this mm -hmm. particular song was something that was so clearly given to you. I don't know if advice is the right word, but what what word would you have for mm. an aspiring songwriter in light of what you have gained from this experience? Well, I think in light of even the broadest topic, you know, ending poverty together mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the complexity of that, uh -huh. one of the things I would say to any creative person is as you're living and as you're listening from, from people to the news mm -hmm. to a sense in your own heart, you're, you're, you're waiting for the seed you know, that mm. that moment when before that moment, there's nothing. And then mm -hmm. after that moment, there's that seed that something has just been deposited into mm -hmm. your heart that wants to grow and flourish and serve other people. And that seed comes with DNA. It comes with almost like like operating instructions, or I say to songwriters, your songwriting assignment, right? Mm, mm -hmm. And it's like then, if you think about, you've been given the gift of a seed, and that the ultimate goal is that we become a traveling companion or, mm -hmm. or a way of coming alongside people, not preaching to or at. No, we're companions. We're, mm. we're, we're friends. We're... Mm -hmm. And we open up things through melody and through lyrical insight, but mm -hmm. it's all on the seed. It all starts with the seed. You know, I say, I say, God doesn't give us songs; He gives us seeds. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes songwriters will get all excited; they've got a song, and they say, "Oh, God gave me a song," and then I hear the song, and I go, "Oh." No, um, that's that. If God gave you that song, God's a bad songwriter. No, don't. Let's not blame God <laughs> right. for these things. Right. Let's let's thank God mm. for the seeds of inspiration <clears throat> and mm -hmm. the chance through our curiosity and learning the craft because mm -hmm. we have to learn the craft too mm -hmm. of finding ways to serve other people well with our creative work. Mm. And but the thing is. Like you said about songs that are uniquely theirs to write, I I I really really believe that, and I've watched it happen mm -hmm. as I've trained other songwriters for thirty years. Mm -hmm. That everyone has a unique perspective; they have a unique personality; they mm -hmm. have a unique um, way of saying and writing and singing things, mm -hmm. and, and lived experience, can, and lived experience. There you go. Yeah. And so when we think about this world, this incredibly beautiful, wonderful world that is so marred with poverty because of trauma, because mm -hmm. of injustice, because of all these things. If we can write and sing songs or make films or write books or mm -hmm. create paintings or in just in every creative way can become these expressions of beauty and mm -hmm. healing and love and kindness. And everywhere those expressions, those seeds grow to flourish and become fruitful, we are we we are making a difference. We mm -hmm. are ending poverty together mm -hmm. to use the title mm -hmm. of this podcast. We are we are one person at a time. We are we are helping people recover from trauma 
Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, so I, I don't know. There's something, I just think what an incredible opportunity we have Mm -hmm. to sing songs of healing and to sing our story Mm-hmm. Or maybe to sing somebody else's story who doesn't have the ability to sing it themselves, you know, mm-hmm. to become mm-hmm. their voice and to to share their story with the world. Mm-hmm. This has been an incredible opportunity. I I feel like we could sit and converse for a much longer time. Our our time is coming to a close. I can imagine someone listening and saying. I want to know more about this guy. I want to hear the music that the seeds that have been planted in Brian Dirksen have produced over the years. How can people find you, Brian? Oh, it's very, very easy. <laughs> except, <laughs> except Dirksen, you know, sometimes throws people off. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just BrianDirksen.com, but Dirksen is D-O-E-R-K-S-E-N. Mm. And then mm-hmm. if they're if they're a budding songwriter, just go to UnlockingYourSongs.com. And between okay. those two places, you can be well informed okay. of what I'm doing and the yep. things that are encouraging me in our world. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, and I appreciate our time together. Just thank you for being here. Thank you for doing what you're doing. You're very welcome. And thank you for just even encouraging me by wanting to have a conversation about a song mm. that means a lot to me, but mm-hmm. but is for many people, they just want to kind of... <laughs> Tuck it away and say mm-hmm. next. So thanks for mm-hmm. having a conversation with me about something that is really on my heart. Mm. Oh, it's been a privilege. Thank you. To explore what your next steps could be or to find out more about FH Canada, start by checking out fhcanada.org resources. 